Hey, from a mile up, you Hanyaks, uh, if you catch my drift, smell when I'm stepping in there, well, big, big news. Through early April, I'm operating out of Denver, the Mile High City. So, how high, um, what, what's the elevation? Before you ask me that, just stop and remember, it's a Mile High City. Shout out, Connor. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, just put him on blast. But yeah, uh, almost three weeks now, no podcast. I, I obviously plan to, I didn't really announce this, but I obviously plan to take to take um, Christmas week off and those, and then the week after Christmas because of moving off. And I was, we got moved up here this week and I was going to do it, was going to jump back on it um, this earlier this week, but Still getting settled in, getting it figured out, figured what better, what better day than Friday? Do a Friday episode in this, um, give you a giant dose of weird because we've missed, missed that the last two weeks, three weeks. Um, so I know you guys have been lacking the dose of weird and maybe experiencing withdrawals and I'm sorry about that, but hopefully that made up that was not uh, heavily experienced due to the fact that you were with your family and friends celebrating Christmas and New Year's. So we in 2022 now. And I think everyone's terrified every new year now. I still, my favorite thing is going back to 2019, right? The big turn, new decade, we're in the 20s, flashback 100 years, and everyone's talking about the roaring 20s. It's going to be the roaring 20s. And uh, I, I don't think anyone expected it to, I don't know, I talked about this last New Year's, to be roaring, meaning we're on the wrong side of the roar. Like, literally a line in our face roaring because it's about to chomp us and eat us. And here we are, though, two years later, still kicking, but the memes were hot on the wire. Um, the meme wire was hot coming up to this New Year's. Everyone is like a group of people like peeking around a corner, like, and it's like us, go, us going into 2022. <laughs> like, what's going what's gonna to sock us in the face this year? But. No, uh, I mean, I hope everyone had a good time. I had a great time. Uh, life's been a whirlwind. Life's crazy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So today, we're going to be playing a little bit of ketchup. Um, we're going to, hopefully, it'll be Whataburger spicy ketchup, which I don't know if I can get up here. Crazy things. Crazy things are going on. going to be a lot of Denver talk and talk about the move, talk about some other things. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you all for being a part of the Hanya Accord for however long you've been a part. I've been doing this podcast shoot in total like four years, but with a couple breaks and whatnot, it's probably closer to three and, uh, the continued support and the grow, the growth of listenership is much, much appreciated. Looking to have a big year this year. Really found like I found a flow this last year, especially at the end with an episode schedule. I'm going to try and stick to that and stay honest to it. So, uh, yeah, as it turns out, um, the sports episodes kept me true to doing the Pixie and Pick'em. I have not done them uh, the last two weeks or three. So that ship has sailed. I have lost that soundly. Now the question I would pose is to, it's your boy, is, and let me know, did you or have you kept up with the Pick'em despite not having a podcast to keep you on track? Did you, did you falter? And yeah, I could just check the chart right now, but, uh, the, the setup's not ideal. I'm still figuring out what the best setup is going to be, but yeah, I want to hear from you before, because, uh, maybe I'm a little lazy, but also I just, if you're, if you've fallen off the wagon for the pick'em, I want to know, but yeah, so 
that really screwed things up. And um, as always, when I take a break or I say I miss an episode or something like that, I always find myself getting in this state of like, oh, like this weird, I don't want to go, but I know that as soon as I do it, I'm going to feel a lot better. And that's been this podcast past like day, all day today. That's why it's coming in so late. It's going to be Friday night light style. Um, when you're seeing this. So also should be noted that since I am at about five times my normal elevation to make it sound dramatic, right? And really I went from like Oklahoma, you're talking maybe a thousand feet above sea level to a mile above sea level, um, with much drier air and what I would call a real winter. If I'm sounding out of breath, it's, I'm not moving around or anything. I'm literally standing in front of this like armoire, just talking, but uh, it's, yeah, altitude adjustment, okay? And it's a real thing. First day, first day, um, good news is they have my gym up here, Vasa. And so there's a location right down the street, like 10 minutes away. Same, about the same distance from where I was in the city, in Oklahoma. Well, they got one here, and I went the first day. And that workout, I feel like I barely did anything, but I was totally gassed. Like, I would do one set, my heart rate would skyrocket like 170 and I would, and I would rack it and be just be like, (sighs) (sighs) I felt like an asthmatic or something. I don't know, but it was, it was wild. (laughs) It was a lot to deal with. So still getting acclimated. And then, you know, they say it takes like four, six weeks to acclimate. I'm hoping working out in this will help my body acclimate faster because that's like half the time that I'm going to be here. So I, I guess that's fine. At least it's not like a week before. You know, we're going to leave. And I'm like, I'm finally adjusted. Bye. So that's fun, though. So, yeah. Uh, I'll just give you a quick little life update. So if you are interested, because I'm going to talk about some here, but I don't want to hijack the podcast in my own little personal life blog, even though that's kind of what it is. But specifically for this is inspired by our other semi-homeless Friends, which is the term for what we're doing, where we are temporarily staying places, at least for the time being, um, they, great forethought, were like, oh, we will do a little newsletter and document in our travels. Now, they're only going to be places a month at a time, so they're going to be moving much more frequently. We're going to be places a couple months at a time, so a little bit less movement as far as that is concerned, but no less adventure, if you know what I mean. And um, so... I've decided to start that with the New Year's. First one is going to come out sometime this weekend, and then I'll have a follow-up next week, and then I'll finally... It's kind of like, um, you know, the the COVID NBA season really set us back two seasons before getting back on normal track. Same thing here. Um, Because I haven't... I didn't start this when this this adventure all started. Kind of am. I'm starting it with the move, though. But basically, because I realized, oh, you know, I don't really post a ton on social media. And so people, some, I remember talking to someone, they're like, oh my gosh, you're moving to Denver? And I was like, yeah, I am. And and I talked to a couple people like that. And I was like, oh, I guess I realized like, it's not as widespread as I thought. Everyone's just doesn't have their fingers in my pudding, uh, my life pudding, uh, like I thought. And um, so I want to make it easier, more accessible. So that's what I'm starting a newsletter. And if you want to be, it's more from me personally, it's not going to be a rambling Viking thing. And I'm considering starting a more long form vlog because newsletter, you know, kind of be a synopsis snapshot of, and at least now it'll be weekly. Um, it might change to bi-weekly, might take weeks off. We'll just, we'll just see how it goes, you know, since I'm going to be here for three, three and a half months. Um, 
so yeah, I'm starting that. I've, I've already I've put out a um, post on social, so it's my wife. But if you're interested in getting that, it's an, an email form, like getting that weekly newsletter and kind of keeping up with the Joneses here uh, with what's going on with the Honyaks, keeping up with the Honyaks. That's what I should call it. That would be a great podcast. Mm, write that down. I um, just go ahead and send in. If you know me personally, you can send you can send that in, but DM, you can DM the show on Instagram, so Rambling Viking Podcast, with ramblingviking at gmail.com. Send me an email and just give with your email address, and I'll add you to the list. You can get on the newsletter. I'll probably be sharing it through the podcast as well, just as an extra layer so people can get it. And also thinking about maybe doing an episode where I go in depth or just tell some of the fun stories. You know, I might give a synopsis of some fun things that happened, but if there's a long form story about it, tell the long form story about it. I don't know. I haven't figured that all out. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please message the show, email the show, message me, email me, and we can, uh, to, to let me know what you think would be a good idea or if you have any thoughts or ideas for me, um, for the show, that'd be great. So that's what we're doing though. Yeah. In light of this move, because, uh, overall this next year, I'm going to kind of spoil the newsletter a little bit, but without spoiling it, cause you're definitely going to want to read the newsletter. In this case, it's flip flop. I'm keeping it vague here. This is like the, this is like the promo read. And then the real thing is going to come, geez, I can't freaking breathe. Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be out of breath for the next like three, four, I don't know, next month, two months doing the podcast. Great. So just, just strap in and prepare yourself for that because apparently this is, this is what it's going to sound like. I'm sitting here I mean, I've always been breathing this much. I feel like I'm more out of breath though. So I guess I'll just have to slow down, take breaks. Nah, we'll just power through and you'll just, you'll just get me go. <sighs> okay. So welcome back to, <laughs> that's me in three weeks, by the way. After doing this. No, I think this will help me acclimate. Trying to talk this much. Really push my lung capacity. Push yourself. Um, as long as I I'll, I'll, you know, check myself here. Hopefully don't wreck myself. We'll see. But that's what we're doing. So, yeah. But uh, give you context. This next year, 2022, I'm going to be bouncing around a lot. At least a few times. My, my wife is a nurse. And she's... We've decided that... Uh, well, yeah, we've decided that she wants to travel nurse. Sounds wonky, right? Long story short, podcast is going to be kind of my main, going to be trying to figure out hopefully some odd job type type work because it's hard. I'm not a nurse, so it's not easy for me to crack a 13-week contract wherever and be like, oh, yeah, I'll just find some work. So we're figuring it out. But if you want to support the show, um, <laughs> there is a link to do that through Anchor. Uh, but no, I'm not going to sit here and ask and beg for your money. I'm hoping to get merch up and running. I got some birthday merch, so that'd be fun. And, um, I know I, I posted about it and a couple people were interested, would said they would totally wear that merch. And to those of you, if, if you are one of those people, I've not forgotten about you. I'm just, I'm not going to rush into this head first just yet. Well, and we were also on the precipice of kind of moving around. So I was like, I'll figure this out. Uh, on the other side of the new year, but yeah, she's, um, basically we want to be able to travel around a little bit. We want to be in the mountains for the winter so we can snowboard and we're thinking maybe the beach in the summer. So it'll be fun, but we're going to hop around this next year. She's going to do a few travel nurse contracts. We will be back in Oklahoma some, um, I already miss Brahms, <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're doing. And so it'll be fun. And we have a weekly newsletter, the easiest way to follow it. And you can just DM me your, email address, send me a good email address to send it to, I'll add you to the list, and you can always unsubscribe and drop 
get dropped from the list, no problem. So that's what we're doing, though. We in Denver, folks. And, you know, I always talk about Oklahoma, really my one big complaint weather-wise, which is usually that is the big complaint is just weather <laughs> or wind. And yeah, I can live with the wind, but just having real winters, meaning regular snow, not 65 degrees and sunny and like almost seven, actually it's like 70 degrees on Christmas. I was like, what are we doing here? I'm in shorts and a tank top. I have to, you have to leave all four seasons out almost all year, except in the summer. Once you get into the summer, you're fine. But like fall, <laughs> winter and spring have, you got shorts, t-shirts ready. You got to have long pants, light like light wear for like cooler weather. And then you got to have your heavy duty cold gear because three out of five days could be different seasons on, you know, you'd have three days in a row and every day is a different season. And some days you get all four seasons. You wake up, it's frigid. Sun comes out, gets a little nice and cool. And in the middle of the day, it gets hot. And then as the sun starts to go down, nice and cool. Then once the sun is down, holy crap, frigid. So it's been interesting, but uh, the move was up here. Well, yes, we did bring our dogs Got our doggos, and we've got a spot We're living in some dude's basement, so feel free to roast me make that joke. Um, for the next three months, I can say, hey, I, you can say I am that dude talking to the microphone. Not in my mom's basement. Parents don't have one. But somebody's basement. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I thought about that a lot. I was like, oh, no, I'm a dude in a basement. <laughs> Crap. What is that? What does that mean? I... I, just funny. That's what that means. But I am actually excited to, cause Denver, you know, a little bit bigger city. It's a, what I would call a, a real big city. Um, so that's already been an adjustment. Already, regular traffic is like heavy traffic for what I'm used to in my small city of Oklahoma city. And so that's been a thing. Um, people, <laughs> lots of people, <laughs> which is fine with me, but it, uh, also I'm excited about, they have a little bit more robust of comedy scene. And so personally, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go check out some comedy clubs, hopefully. And if I actually grow a pair, I might go, uh, you know, and try my hand at some stand up and see what we're doing about it. Okay. Another goal for this year, since we're talking about goals for this year and this is what people do at new year's, what's this year's goals. We don't like resolutions because those are a little bit overdone. And I think there's some, there's some bad energy with resolutions. We, we here like to say that we have new year goals or standards because that, 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 that means that we're actually going to do something about it. You know, we're not going to make, we're not going to make resolution. Nobody sticks to resolutions. So yeah, according to the Valley girl, me, um, resolutions are out. Goals are in. That was Valley girl Gus for you. And yeah, apparently some, even a Valley girl could be our, part of the Hanyak horde, I guess. Is that a Valley girl? I don't know. You tell me, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. Keep brave and go go bomb on stage. Learn learn the hard way. Who knows? Maybe I'll blow up. You never know. See me on Netflix in a year and a half. <laughs> Which actually, if I'm doing the Joe Rogan method, I'm going to grind out for, I don't know, the next decade. And then, if then and only then, if I'm actually worth anything, I'll, I'll actually start doing some tours and some small theaters. And in another 10 years, I might get my Netflix special. By the time I'm like, I don't know, 50. So, which in the age of going viral, I'm hoping that's comedy being more robust in terms of what they're offering who knows who knows what the future holds yeah 
I mean, that's one thing I've learned. In the semi-nomadic life lifestyle or the semi-homeless, the nomadic or semi-homeless lifestyle, as I like to call it, you can't be like, oh, in three weeks, what are we doing? Or I don't know. Let's figure out this week, uh, the next two days. That's really as far as you can look because you don't know how things are always going to unfold. But that's how it goes. So, all right. Um, that's where we're at. That's update on the podcast. I... NFL season is coming to a close, so we'll do a quick little sports snippet here. How's that sound? Um, so, updating sports. We are final in last week, or they're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Um, surprise, surprise, Eagles made it. Um, now, Dallas has clinched the NFC East by far, and um, as you can tell, we've got squeaky toys now. So, that's just wonderful. I wish I was at a desk right now because dogs understood when when at desk that and talking into said blue stick with a black top, I um, they usually chill out and just lay down. But not today. We're gonna squeak. Close that door a little bit. There we go. Yeah. So really, biggest headline for me is it's been a fun NFL year. Uh, nobody really knows what's going on. Um, hope Philly's gonna kick Dallas's butt. Um, because guess what? Oh my gosh, uh, Dak and the offense is in question. Wait a minute. So you're telling me their defense is good and their offense is now in question? Wow, right. Yeah. Crazy, but they play tomorrow, 6-15. Oh, that's another weird adjustment. Adjustment, should say that. You know how you like go and visit the mountains and you're like, oh, mountain time, but you don't change the clocks on your... Uh, your phones change automatically, your smartwatches, but like your car doesn't... You don't change that because you're like, oh, you know, I want to... Stay in tune with home time. Well, it hit me when we were kind of making the journey. It was kind of a two-step journey. Um, It'll be covered in not this first, but the second newsletter in depth. Um, We, (laughs) that it hit me about, I don't know, halfway here. Because we we went and stopped off in in my cousin's New Mexico, then came up here. So it was like a... We were there for like four days, and then we came up. But it hit me when we went there, and I was like, oh, yeah, change the clocks. And I was like, I'm not going to change the clock on my truck. And then I go, I'm going to be in this time zone through April, so I sh- probably should. And I, I, I said that several times to my wife and everyone around. It's like, we're going to be mountain time for a while. You know, I'm used to, like, you go in for a few days, and then you come back out, and then you're like, okay, this is back to normal time. I was like, no, no, I got to adjust 6 a.m. is 5 a.m. here, and believe me, I felt that the first few days. <laughs> I think I'm finally adjusting, but yeah, it's it's different, you know, and so I'm permanently in that mountain. I have to, like, mountain times and, like, all sporting events or weird time, like the Sunday football games where they're at 11.15 instead of 12. That's the nice thing about nice, that, that's the nice thing about, that's the nice thing. Oh, dang, I lost Mike Tyson. I can't do it. Anyways, that's the nice thing about being in the middle of America, literally, is you can, like, I'm on noon, football's at noon, 325, uh, 725, and, you know, you're on the East Coast, you get everything, everything's a little bit later, you're on the West Coast, everything's hella early, you, it's in the morning, it's at 11, 1 p.m., you know, weird times, we go here, and I'm talking in a general sense, right, (laughs) your NBA schedule's like 4 p.m., uh, depending on which games you're looking at. But now here, you know, I'm in this awkward kind of in between, still kind of in the middle of the country, but like just slightly to the left and not, well, politically speaking as well, but not me personally. And 
I'm finding myself, and it's like, oh, like the games were at 11.15, and then 2.25, and 6.25. And you might think, yeah, dummy, it's just how time zones work. I don't know. It's different when you're in it, okay? Leave me alone. Let me experience and express this. You're here listening to my podcast. All right, ready for this ego trip? So, uh, you're, yeah, if you're going to complain about what I'm talking about, then you can just not listen, little boy. Man, what a trip. Can you tell? Can you tell? I've been away a little too long. I probably should have dropped in a couple episodes, pre-recorded them. I don't know. But, yeah, so that's been another change. Um, what was I talking about? Sports. Yeah, sports, sports, sports. Uh, really, the biggest thing that I'm paying attention to that I think was silly and I'll just talk about for a second is you had that one sports report out of Chicago. Surprise. Um, the dump hole that that is, both in sports and life. He said, you know, he, he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he's a jerk. And he points to kind of indirectly that because, oh, he's not vaccinated and he's, he's the biggest jerk in the league. And, you know, he says, how, how could I, you know, and implying that, you know, his lack of vaccination, his whole like I've been immunized, but that didn't mean COVID scandal, if you want to call it. And, you know, he put his team in jeopardy. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And it's like, well... Okay, so we're talking about him as a person because MVP is definitely, and he kind of alluded to, you know, some people just talk about the, you know, just the on the field performance, but I care about more than that. Good for you. That's not what we're talking about. It's not what this award is talking about. I mean, it proves, I think we all know MVPs are tainted and kind of more, there's a Venn diagram, right? Of like what, how you should actually measure MVP. And then there's a circle that's like how we measure MVP or how you shouldn't. And where it kind of overlaps is where we're at. And we can debate how much the overlap is and if it's more in one circle or the other. But I think we know, I mean, it's not pure in the sense of like, we don't actually take real good objective stock of how someone, you know, who, who are the top people and they're playing um, in a lot of ways, we usually find some of the top people, but then sometimes, like, Steph's unanimous here. <sighs> unanimous? It was, yeah, see, that was more like, ah, he's just the coolest kid and he's lighting it up. So, which some people say, oh, that deserves the MVP, but it's like, I don't know. For me, I'm more of a in-deep thought about it. But in this situation specifically, you just look at him and say, okay, that's cool that you personally don't like him, but maybe you shouldn't have an MVP vote. Wow. MVP vote. Um, in this situation, because you clearly are, are having clouded judgment and personal feelings come into play when you should just be looking at who has been the best on the field this year. Because that's all that's about. Doesn't matter if he's a freaking jerk. Antonio Brown is basically clinically crazy. He's at least like bipolar and ran off the field and hilarious shirtless stunts. No longer a buck. And, however, I think we all acknowledge great receiver. Really helped him out in the Super Bowl run. Has been an asset in Tampa Bay. He is crazy. <laughs> now, there are times, you know, you need to take certain um, off-the-field or personality, which his off-the-field stuff very much affects on the field and plays out on the field and locker room and things like that. When you need, when you need to take stock of that, you know, if you're looking at signing a guy and you want him to, you, you got to, taking kind of like is he gonna wreck our locker room or is he gonna be good for our locker room like how how is he does he play nice with others because best dude in the world can't play nice with others you know on it just for any single team that's a problem but 
Um, when it comes to MVP, I think Aaron Rodgers is clearing away probably the best um, this year and absolutely deserves the award. Now, the guy did admit he'll probably win it, but I've talked to a few people and they're on my side. Yeah, it's probably like three of you little haters who were like, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. He's mean, so I'm not going to vote for him for MVP. And it's like, dude, nobody cares. Stop making yourself a bigger deal than you are. You get an MVP vote, cool. You're in sports media, cool. Just vote, dude. Because that's what that's what you should be looking at. And, I mean, tell me what you think. Do you think that uh, uh, it should be taken into account? But, the, I mean, really, essentially what he's doing is he's, he's bringing the politics of the vaccine, which we're not going to get into, into today. Or into the NFL MVP vote. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's that's the biggest sports story really going on now. Uh, a lot of exciting football. I might remember to do the pick'em now this week. Not that it matters. Sorry about that. And we'll just see. But fantasy, uh, I re- I'm competing for not last. Um, well, because for me, I don't. I, I the games after if you don't make playoffs, no more game. No, n- nobody else should play the next few. I don't care about it anymore. I want to make the playoffs. I want my league. Want some money. And, you know, every kind of year I kind of kept up and still try and win those last couple weeks just because for fun. But, like, this year I was really a big honiac and was like, I don't care. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> start or last before last week, commissioner, because now we have a fantasy league punishment, like a whole video thing. Basically it was a hot ones. Some guy to do, like, the blazing challenge last year. But the winner, the winner of the league gets a pick, what the loser's punishment is. And it was me and someone else. And he was like, hey, you two, uh, it's going to be one of you two. We're going to get last. And we're playing each other. And I was like, oh, because I didn't give a rip uh, the week before that, which was first round of playoffs because I'm not in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, so maybe I should care a little bit. So I cared. And hopefully I'll win now because I'm like, I don't really want to get last. But, uh, you know, I think everyone who doesn't make the playoffs essentially is Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last there. But that's me. That's that's just my thoughts on that. So that's the sports. That's more than enough on sports. Let's talk about some fun stuff. So first few days in Denver. Um, of course, when uh, as we decide to move to Colorado, they're having a record year of uh, lack of snow. <laughs> so that's just great. I was like, oh, perfect. We're gonna go up here. It's gonna be the the lightest snow year in like a hundred years. So we're gonna be like, oh, this is what it's like. It's not that snowy. And people are like, well, no, just. Try again next year. Okay, perfect, right? Got that mm, grade A timing here. But we've actually got dumped on. They've gotten snow the last two weekends now. I guess on New Year's and then a few, and then uh, a couple days ago. And so we've gotten, I mean, we got six inches in one night. I was like, oh, yeah, so this is real. So first and foremost, uh, I do like being a part of what I call real winter. You know, I was making the biggest complaint with Oklahoma. They don't have a real winter. Well, I'm in a real winter now, and I'm learning that, well, in a lot of ways, it's a little bit more work. <laughs> I'm so used to my casual Oklahoma winters where I just got to be windproof and a little bit insulated, and now I'm like, oh, no, like, I got to, like, it was one degree two mornings ago, and I was like, oh, crap, I got to go, like, get the car started, and my, my truck was like, wow, 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 I was like, might need a new battery, oh, because this one's a little, the cold is kicking this one's butt, um, but shout out to my wife's grandpa who did get us these awesome, if you live in a snowy place, I recommend this. 
windshield covers. I didn't think much of it. And then when we were Ansel fire and I got like a foot and we had those covers on, instead of having to go up and scrape and brush, you just unclip them from the mirrors and you flop it over on its face. All that snow comes right off and your windshield is free and clear. No frost even really. So got to use that and got to be a little bit more diligent and, you know, you got to brush it off. You got to wear your boots when you come in and out of the house. Got to be diligent about like you don't want to track the, the wet snow everywhere. And so that's been an adjustment. Um, I'm, you know, one of my last, I think one of our last meals in Oklahoma too was Brahms because that's important to me realizing we're out of the Brahms radius and I drive by a Dairy Queen frequently and I just snarl because... Nope, not going to do it. Uh, look, I'll get a blizzard there. But if they only did, you've heard this before, if they only did the blizzards and like the cakes, like the dessert, the, dessert, the ice cream, really, I would have zero problems with them. They're like, hey, come, come for that. You might say, well, that's their main thing. Well, the problem is they try and peddle that they also are a restaurant and serve food. And basically their food is um, creatively painted cardboard and crafted because it's total crap, okay? Uh, and... You can come at me about that. It sucks. And also, when you come from a world of Brahms, there's hardly any Dairy Queens in Oklahoma. Because Brahms, man, it's Brahms territory. Mafia style, right? Hey, you over here on our turf, huh? Yeah, you you better get out of here for it'd be a shame, you know, if someone threw a brick through that window or, you know, your Dairy Queen burned down. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alleging anything. This is just a, a bit for the FBI and CIA listening to this. <clears throat> okay. But, oh, did you miss those barks? I did. But, yeah, and that's that's kind of how it is. So I'm going to have to figure something else out, find some local creameries and whatnot. And I'll be fine because there is an in and out down the street. Pretty pumped about that. There's a couple other good things, too. There's a, I'm living the closest to a Qdoba I have ever lived. It is maybe a minute two minute drive just because of some wonky stoplights but it's like literally at the corner we're in this neighborhood there's and there's two main streets that intersect and we're a couple streets down and it is right there and i'm here for it so there's a lot to lots to be excited about um all right let's talk about some of my first experiences got these notes written down good old out of breathness just living the dream also if you guys have any suggestions for denver what to do Please drop those to me, and uh, we're obviously going to be snowboarding a lot. That's the main number one goal, Bracken Keystone. So I don't need any of those suggestions because we have a certain pass that we have Epic Pass, which is only certain resorts. So don't don't. I already know about the train in Winter Park. It's not on Epic Pass. I'm not doing it. Thank you. All right, but some highlights. So driving down this road, and there's some fun Denver stories, and then I'll close. With my review of a show that I watched. Finished, actually, since I've been kind of settling in and unpacking. I've discovered Knee Brace Point in Denver, which, uh, don't don't Google it, it's not going to pull anything up. It's a personal monument of mine that I look forward to seeing on the regular now. But uh, on my way to, I think, what will probably be the dog park I frequent the most with the dogs is... On this road, there's a median, and it has the street signs. It has these little, like, reflective signs, I think, just to help that, like, that are just steel poles that are right next to or behind, beside the street sign, just to help with visuals, I think, because of when snow comes and whatnot. 
Well, today, and it might have been there before, but today on one of them, I drive by and I and I do a double take in my mirror and I go, is that just, that's just like a knee brace, like an ACL, like heavy duty knee brace hanging on it, hanging on that little reflective post. And sure enough, it was. So we've got knee brace point. Um, I think it's really going to boost the tourism in this area. West Denver, I don't know the exact area. It's in some, it's either right before or right as you get into some arts district. I saw signs like the blah, blah, arts district. And, you know, I looked around I was like, oh, yeah, this is artsy. Car wash, car dealership, uh, random office building. It was, it was way more artsy than, you know, the car wash and dealerships and office buildings that I, you know, were on the, not in the arts district. Um, obviously, some sarcasm there. But, <laughs> yeah, so we got knee brace point. Get excited. Uh, I'll see if I can snap a picture if it's still there, if, you know, if, if it's still intact. Because um, if it's still intact next time I go by, maybe post it on the social. Knee brace point, maybe make some shirts about it, some stickers. I think really what I want to get into is, is figuring out a good merch shop for stickers. It's low cost. It's simple for you to order. Because, you know, everyone's got freaking shirts. And um, yes, yes, because shirts are great. Like there's a reason because shirts are great. You something you wear and use, and it you know puts what I'm wearing my Hanya Accord shirt right now. But at the same time, living the semi-homeless lifestyle, you don't want no shirts. Stickers, those are easy. They're lightweight. They're you can pack them away. You can stick them on something. Obviously, <laughs> what can you do with a sticker? I'll talk about four things about it before I get to the thing. Oh, it sticks to stuff. Jeez. Oh man, I already talked about, you know, doing maybe some in-depth stories from the weekly update here, seeing that crossover, potentially also doing a written form version, uh, maybe reviving the WordPress site that I initially made in like 2018 for the podcast and doing just uh, more in-depth stuff there. Trying to think, I think I'm trying to bolster my writing a little bit. Um, I missed my favorite goal. Sorry, this is going to be a backtrack tangent. So we're going to tangent to backtrack to a point. If you're picturing a, a line going left to right, this is going to branch off and make a... It's going to be... Oh, you know what it's going to be? You know what I miss? Oh, I'm going to, I'm pulling in Jin Saki, but Except I'm actually going to follow through with uh, with circling back. I'm going to circle back here. We talked about my goals. Valley Girl talked about the goals. I just wanted to add this one. I'm hopefully going to pick up the fiddle. I'm going to find a fiddle. I'm going to learn a fiddle. I'm going to be... Uh, fiddler in the basement instead of on the roof because freaking cold and icy so i'm not getting on roofs 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 i'm not getting on roofs getting me a nice cozy basement so b if you start seeing fiddler posts or you have any um ideas on where to get started i'm open i'm all ears please i need help i'm totally blind and ignorant to doing this so i might get you know fiddling for dummies and you might say well give violent for i'm a fiddler or i will be hopefully but, yeah, we'll see if that unfolds by the end of the year. All right, uh, the Walmart right by our house. So I said, you know, mentioned we have a Qdoba, right? The Walmart right by our house. It's a super center. It's big. It's great. Had to go there 16 times in the last two days. Love it. You know, part of moving in. It's, oh, we need this, this, and this. Oh, but I forgot this. And then, or as we continue to settle in, oh, actually, you know, I need this. So I literally, I went to, between, there's two Walmarts near us. One's smaller, though, and a little bit further, so I don't go there, but... Um, I might go there more and you'll hear why in a second between those two places. I have, I mean, I feel like I've seven Walmart trips in like four days and I didn't make one today was the first day I haven't gone. Thank goodness. But 
gonna gonna be making more. You know, it's part of the moving in process. But this giant Walmart right by us, right by the Qdoba. No self checkout. They have like I don't know twenty five. No, they have surely more than that. Maybe 25, 30, 35 checkouts. And I, you know, I'm, we're getting our stuff. And I was like, man, there's some lines. And I was like, where's the scan and go? There's no scan and go. So then, you know, because being in a new place, I'll say this too. It has been like stepping back in time. Coming from the free state of Oklahoma, I, I'm coming to a place where they just, as of two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, maybe right before Christmas, lifted their statewide mask mandate. So it's Colorado, obviously. We're not going to super political here, but... In a lot of ways, it's like I go here and everybody is wearing masks. Everywhere requires masks. And I was like, I haven't had to think about a mask in like a year, year and a half. I mean, seriously. So, but that's still a thing here. And it's, it is a different world in a lot of ways. But definitely like stepping, stepping back in the time machine. I was talking to a guy and I was like, yeah, when like what has it been like? Like how long were you guys on like limited? And they told me about all these rules that they had that were updated weekly about restaurants and capacity. And like, these are statewide things. And I was like, good night. I was like, I mean, <laughs> shoot, we didn't have a, a statewide. I don't know if we ever had a statewide mask mandate, but like we've been open since, I don't know, July of 2020. We're like, we're like, yeah, <laughs> the Hanyaks of Oklahoma are like, nah, you guys can uh, figure it out for yourself. The businesses want to require the stuff they can, but we're not going to regulate it, at least we're not from the state level. Local, sure. But, yeah, this Walmart. So I was like, this they don't have self-checkouts. And I was like, I wonder if this is like some ordinance where, you know, in Oregon where you can't pump your own – Oregon and New Jersey, you can't pump your own gas. It's illegal. Someone has to pump it for you. The attendant. I don't – they love that concept from the 50s, and they – so they – they put it into law, and we're like, this is great. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought maybe it's one of those things. Maybe they don't allow self-checkout because, you know, they want to have those people employed, which that's its own debate, but sure, why not? And then one of those days where I was making multiple Walmart trips to different Walmarts, going to the other one. I go to the other one that's smaller, but also it's still like a full Walmart. It's not just a neighborhood market or anything. And I walk in, and I was like, oh, scan and ghost. Okay, all right. So maybe that Walmart is just older maybe because they're so close i i was i was like okay so it's not it's not illegal to have self-checkouts so why don't you have self-checkouts at the other one i don't know but it was definitely that was another one of those things that now that was a real flash from the past name the last time you went to like walmart um that didn't have even like a couple self-checkouts i i can't even tell you you know, I've gotten so used to it because that's been around for like, shoot, a decade? Maybe a little, almost, maybe more? It was weird. It was really weird. It was really weird. So, also, I uh, get a lot more hints of, you know, just weed smell just everywhere. Different, you know, it's recreational here. People say, oh, are you going to smoke the ganja? It's like, nah, not really. Don't really care to. Not my cup of tea. Uh, I know I've probably had the conversation about how, you know, as far as using it, extracting, making pills, and, and, and actually doing, like, medicinal, taking the compounds and making medicines. It's no different than any, anything else that we might, you know, take into a lab and, and be like, oh, extract this and that and make pills or make whatever to, you know, it's no different than other medicines in that sense. If, if that's the purpose for it, but that's a, I'm sure I've talked about that before, but 
Yeah, so that's been at least initial first week here in Denver. It's been good. It's been cold. been a little snowy. been exciting. Going to get some more snow. You know, it's weird being at a place like it started snowing at like 4 p.m. on Wednesday. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it was snowing through. We went to bed. It snowed all night. And woke up and was like, oh, wow. And this, and this is just a regular thing, right? It's not – we get snow once, maybe twice if we're lucky. Last year we had snowpocalypse in Oklahoma. And everyone lost their – like it was – they got – <laughs> oh man, we maybe got 10, 12 inches, maybe not even that much in Oklahoma last year and like shut the state down. I pulled 25 people um, out of the snow in my nice big four by four truck. That was fun. That was actually a lot of fun being that and, and not for money or anything, but just being able to do that here though, they got, we got, we'll say on the low end, five to six inches overnight, which in some places is probably like eight inches in the mountains. They got like a foot. We got that fresh snow. Well, I, when I go out, I went out at 645, 7 to go to the gym. And, like, all the roads had really been plowed and were snow-packed. And it was fine. I was like, golly, they're on, A, they're on top of it. But they they have the, the plow power, meaning the army of plows to be able to do that. But also, um, you know, they're used to it. Everyone here is used to it. I've seen more 2005 Outbacks than I've ever seen in my life. And it's because, well, they bought those and they've lived here since then. And that's the car, right? Like, and you see all these old kind of utility, a lot of, you know, all old Subarus, but also other cars that are kind of just popular utility like vehicles. But, you know, it, we get that much snow in Oklahoma. We have, we're, we're shut, school's shut down for three days. Like, it's a blast if you're a kid and you're like, no school, it's awesome. You use those snow days. I don't know what it's going to take for them to use a snow day because they just delayed school by two hours. <laughs> That was it. Like anywhere from five to eight inches, depending on what area you were in, fresh snow. And they're like, and I, I remember I turned on the news and they're like, schools will be delaying two hours. <laughs> like, so instead of eight, you're going in at 10. And I was like, yo, I watched, I watched a school bus, school bus casually drift through an intersection as they were turning, they were turning right. And it was kind of, an, you turn right and it's uphill. And I watched him just do a little fi- mini fishtail drift like it was nothing. Dude, I was like, that dude is a gangster. Man, the school bus is out here just uh, drifting, you know, oh, you know, just snow. No big deal. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm the amateur here. I, I mean, look, I feel confident in my ability to drive through snow, especially in a 4x4. But at the same time, I don't do it so regularly throughout the winter that it's like I'm just, in terms of practice, I'm not there. But, yeah, totally totally freaking different it was it was something else honestly i was like i was like oh this is wild and so in some ways you know people growing up in oklahoma i'm like man i wish i lived in the mountains where we got a bunch of snow school will be canceled well it's like actually they don't cancel school for snow because they get so much of it they're like in the winter it's like there's snow on the roads all your roads turn to white from you know black asphalt to white because there's snow almost exclusively and so that's where it's nice to be in a place where maybe, see, maybe like Nebraska, a little bit further north, get more snow, but like there's still the plains and whatnot. So they still shut down, but you still get a good amount of snow. I don't know. I don't know. Got relatives who live in Nebraska. But anyways, um, time to end with, we're going to do a rant about some frustration on my part. And then I'm going to do a show review for the boys and fair warning there. I said I thought I realized it's it's not in the statute of limitation. It's new enough show, and I think they're doing more seasons that um, 
I will save it to the end. So if you don't want it to be spoiled, then it doesn't have to be. And you didn't have to like try and skip the first part of the podcast. You can just cut it off early or skip the whatever. So first start with story, right? So I found this great dog park up here. And as I don't know why you would know, but as some of you may know, my dog, big white one, then great Pyrenees lab mix, big cuddle bug napper. Um, also big barker, you know, cause he's guard dog in his veins who is neutered and has been neutered since he was a pup since essentially he could be neutered and has gone to dog parks since he was a pup. And so as well, socialized, he really doesn't have problems every now and again. He might have a little spout with some dog who, for whatever reason, he, he doesn't like their vibe. And I think it's maybe he's just the big dog around and everyone kind of acknowledges it. Uh, but then when he goes up to one dog and one dog's like, nah, forget you he's like oh yeah and And so my wife has more trouble and i think it's because it's there's more of a protective instinct when he's with her it's kind of i've seen it in action a couple times and i was like oh i was like he doesn't do that with me why is he being so crazy and i was like i realized hey just protected my wife in a lot of ways i like that Uh, in some ways it's a little annoying because i don't know if she can take him to the dog park But, yeah, I can't appreciate it. I was like, wow. So, you know, I, I figured you would act the same around me and her. But it's like, no, I'm I'm his alpha. And she's uh, she's supposed to be protected. And he gets that. And I appreciate that a lot. But, anyways, I uh, went there a couple of days ago with the dogs. And it was great. It was awesome. He got along with everyone. No problem. Which he normally does. Let me say, like, 30 dogs at a dog park. He might find one. They kind of get in a scuffle. But I can break it up, settle them down. And they usually are amicable. Right? There is one situation, however where Finn um, kind of just goes murder mode. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I obviously haven't let it get that far because I don't want to find out if it, if it's actually that, but like real angry. And that is a dog who retains his testicles, who is not neutered. Basically he despises dogs that have not been neutered. And this is what I've come to learn because it's, it, it, it didn't happen at all as a puppy. And then, he, you know, maybe it didn't start to happening until he was a year and a half old. We went to a couple of dog parks and there was just, there would, there would be one dog and he would fixate on, go over and the dog. And, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with dog body language, he went over and was like, Hey, you need to, you need to submit. And the other dog obviously would be like, no. And so they'd get into it and then we would ultimately end up leaving. And it was perplexing the first few times. I was like, why it's random dogs. He's never had an issue. What's going on? Well, then I came to find out, um, I started paying attention and I started to notice that after in the next couple times it happened, I was like, okay, what's going on? And I looked and I was like, that dog, that dog has his huevos, that dog's that dog uh, has his testicles are intact. And I was like, I think it's just dogs that aren't neutered. Dogs with their balls. And sure enough, time has proven the last two years that that is the case. He generally has no problem with any dog unless they have uh, not been neutered. 
and then it is it is like because it's different you know he in in other scuffles he's gotten with with dogs that are neutered or spayed it's like typically they're boys typically they're bigger breeds and he goes up and they just kind of get into a little scuffle he's like hey he's like he's like hey man watch it and they're like oh no um but when they man when they aren't neutered he goes over and it's no games like it's the scary angry that people people think they see like oh dogs are barking kind of growling as they're playing it's like no it's playing you know when a dog when a dog goes scary mode and really wants to do something, it especially when they're 125 pounds, it's terrifying. Like my saying is, I'm never worried about Finn. I'm always worried about the other dog. He's 125 pounds. He's got a lot of beef on him. He's got a lot of strength. Um, <laughs> I'm never nervous that oh no, my dog got killed at the dog park. I am nervous that oh crap, my dog just killed your dog at the dog park type. Like that's that's really the more realistic situation for me, and. So he doesn't, he doesn't like dogs that are neutered now generally. And I couldn't find anything on a short search, but I do know that generally dog parks, that is a requirement is vaccinations, non-aggressive dogs, which Pyrenees and lab, not aggressive breeds like that. So it's fine. Um, and generally spayed and neutered to my understanding, being an experienced dog park goer, that is the standard, right? And, and maybe, maybe the neuter thing is, a little bit more questionable, but typically you don't want super small puppies or they have a small dog or small puppy area. And yeah, give me breath. I got to catch it. It keeps eluding me. Um, and so, so that's correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that is generally common practice and the set standards for most dog parks is because Neutered and spayed dogs, well, spayed dogs won't get pregnant. Neutered dogs won't get dogs pregnant. Also, there's the aggressive male factor that um, you, you'd have a lot more dog fights at dog parks if there were just a bunch of unneutered dogs going around because it adds to their aggression and territorialness and blah, blah, blah. And they, they get a little bit more docile when you neuter them. Well, two things. Go today and... You know, they have a little double gate, and I'm getting them unwrapped, and there's like five dogs up there. Most of them are huskies. Good for them. They're in a winter climate, actually. And I'm like, okay, cool, not thinking anything. I would start to open the gate, and there's this one, and guess what? Oh, oh, that's the other thing I should mention. Most of the time that we have run into this issue of Finn going murder mode on an unneutered dog because he hates them, and I don't know if he, it's because he resents them that they have something that he doesn't or um, te- in a technical standpoint, all once dogs are neutered, they smell no different than females in a lot of ways. Um, the pheromones change. And so they're different. They're noticeably different when like a dog can instantly pick out another dog in a crowd. If there's only one that's not neutered, that's the one. And it then does still have some dominance complex. So anyways, he has that. So inevitably, I'm going to just throw a note. I think almost maybe minus like one or two, all of these dogs encounters of, of that we've gone murder mode on that have not been neutered, almost all of them. I'll give you one guess. I'll actually door explore. Guess. I want you to guess what breed they were. Okay. Have you guessed? Got the thought in your mind? Good. Oh, sorry. Door explore. Good job. You're right. It was, they have been pit bulls. And they're the stocky, which, by the way, that is a dog that I would be worried about getting a scuffle, getting in a scuffle with. Even though they're a lot more stocky and short, it is known that they, they go murder mode 
bad things can happen, right? And I've heard some funny rants recently about how um, people don't like pit bulls personally, and that's its own debate, right? They can be just as good dogs, but at the same time, if they do get violent, it's bad, 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 bad. And so there is, I think there's, there's some nuance there to the whole, like, they're bred for what I think they're overbred and, you know, so many strays have pit bull in them because of the wild breeding of them, dog fighting, yada, yada. And the, you know, that's, and so that, that gene, the pit bull gene pool has, uh, you know, in a lot of dogs and go to the pound and that's ultimately what you're allowed to see. So, but at the same time, also some of the sweetest dogs just don't get on their bad side. Really is what it comes down to. Right? So yeah, if you guess Pitbull, you are absolutely right. So guess what? Another, a lot of, what a lot of people actually consider an aggressive breed along with Rottweilers, Dobermans, etc. And all, in all honesty, some dog parks don't even allow <laughs> those breeds of dogs, which I don't know. It could be a little discriminatory. You can have one that's just fine. But um, I would say if they're not neutered, um, definitely should not be. Personally, I don't think they should be at the dog park. I don't care what breed of dog they are. But especially so if it's no, a, a known to be more aggressive breed um, or when they get aggressive to be um, scary, <laughs> pit bulls, right? So they've all been pit bulls. So you can probably guess what happened now, right? We're at the gate. We open it up. And, oh, there's a little stocky pit bull. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And really, when a lot of times when a dog can get into a scuffle is like when they're overwhelmed, when they first get in the dog park, they get surrounded by eight dogs and they just kind of panic, get a little defensive. And that's, like I said, different from murder mode. Well, most of the dogs are backing up and he sniffs this one and instantly go, unfortunately, I, that's why I have the harness with the handle, grab by the handle, kind of back it up, kind of kick him away, close the, <laughs> close the gate. And my first thought, literally... It, for half a second, I was like, oh, maybe he was just getting overwhelmed. And But I saw saw this pit bull. And then I go, I bet. I didn't say this out loud, but I really kind of wanted to. I was feeling real feisty today because I was not having it. And I'm tired of this happening um, because one person comes to the dog park um, with their dog who they don't have neutered. And it's unfortunate. You know, I feel a little bit culpable on my, my side. And this is why I opt to leave is because this dog will play nice with all the other dogs. My dog, though, has a problem with them. And so, in part, I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and deflect all blame, say it's the new dog's fault. I don't understand his absolute hatred for, well, I kind of do, but, like, why he has to act on it. And I would love if he would just chill out about it. Or if I could just get on to him once and then it would be over. But he will just tail that dog everywhere and be like, hey, I don't like you. So it's a thing, right? So there is some... I guess I don't want to call it culpability. Maybe that's what it is. Culpability on the part of my dog, if you want to call it, but I've literally done nothing to reinforce this and he's been properly socialized. I've done everything right. This happens and this sometimes happens, right? So it's fine. But I, I sit there, I look at the dog and I say, I bet that dog's not neutered. Sure enough, as it turns around, after I shut the gate and it turns around, I look, there's his, yep, there's his huevos right there. Sir Testicles dangling right in front of my face. And I go, hmm. And the lady comes up. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. In my mind, I go, I know exactly why I did that. Your dog's not neutered. And I wanted to be like, hey, it's because your dog is not neutered. He's, I guarantee you, he'll be fine with all these other dogs. That dog he has a problem with. And personally, aren't you supposed to have, you know, not come to the park with dogs that aren't neutered? Albeit this dog was in a group of other dogs playing just fine. So it's, it's frustrating for me because I'm like, why do I didn't want to have the dog that would 
be this way, but at the same time, I feel a little vindicated. Like you, they have some culpability. Like there's a reason that dog parks want dogs who come there to be neutered. And fortunately, we're right next to this big lake. You can walk around with the sidewalk, and I just sit there and I was like, I could try and let him in. And she comes over and she was nice. She was like, Hey, I could leave. I could get in this small dog area. I've been here a while, and I just said. Instead of going on some rant and being like, well, it's because your dog's not neutered. That's the only reason. I can pinpoint it right now. He has no problem with any of these other dogs. It's because your dog's not neutered. And really, personally, aren't it, I, I, um, aren't all dogs who come to the dog park supposed to be neutered uh, to prevent things like this? Because they can elicit aggression from other male dogs who are neutered and would like to be dominant. Um, but I didn't say any of that. Kept that all in my head. And was like, well, we're just going to go on a walk around the pond. Even though you completely ruined my dog park experience. And I'm sick and tired of having to vacate the dog park early. Or like today, not even go in the dog park. Or um, because people want to bring their mostly pit bulls or German shepherds or freaking Rottweilers unneutered to the dog park. Which elicits aggression from my dog. And you might say, well, you need to fix your dog <laughs> Well, my, hey, funny joke, my dog is fixed, but I've also tried to manage this issue. And I've been able to manage other scuffles where maybe they just kind of got into it. And I went over and we broke it up and then they were amicable and we were able to stay at the park. Not with these testicles dogs. They, oh, F- Finn, <laughs> I feel like that's what Finn says. He'd be like, oh, you're going to testicles? You know, oh, you're going to test me? You're going to test me? Nope, not in my park. And, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, I'm just, it, today was one of those where I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm just, I'm so tired of having to deal with this. I feel like I've done everything right. And then people want to come in with, their, <laughs> and this is going to sound stereotyping, but it's always a freaking pit bull, a stocky big pit bull too. That's not, you know, like just, unless you were actively reading this dog and this is some purebred which i don't know why you would be at the joe schmo dog park if you're doing that anyways like get your dogs neutered especially and this may be a hot take but especially the pit bulls because that we have there are more than enough pit bulls and pit bull mixes in the world because overwhelmingly disproportionately so so you find in the pounds what you find on the streets and i think part of that cycle gets reinforced when you have all these people who want to go get the pit bulls and don't want to don't think to get the neutered and is what it is but that that's my that's my story i guess i thought i thought i said it'd be funny but it wasn't really funny it was just frustrating i was i man like it's been frustrating every other time this has happened but this time it was literally as i was stepping in and i was like you've got to be kidding me you've got to be kidding i just wanted to (laughs) just wanted to yell really and I almost was like, yeah, you should leave so I can be in here. My dog can enjoy this dog park because they've been cooped up in a basement. Um, they've, been in out, they've been outside a little bit today, but I really wanted to get them, get them some good exercise. But we just went and walked instead. And I got to test out, not a sponsor, my new Raycon Fitness earbuds. Oh, man, I wish they were a sponsor, though, because that would have been a seamless, seamless transition. Um, you know, I've, I've heard about them for a year now. And so I had to wait to order some stuff till we moved here because I was like, we're transitioning. I don't want to order it to Oklahoma and then have to have it shipped here. At least like after it gets delivered, you know, have my family or friends ship it here. So yeah, but I, I, I got, I've had the over, I've had the JBL Under Armour 
training like fitness over over your headphone on your headphones that I found at Ross for like twenty bucks. Shout out Seth. Um, we Ross so hard. I haven't checked out. I've got two Rosses real close to me. Haven't checked those out yet. I will give you guys a full report as soon as I do. But anyways, ugh. keep hitting this thing. Um, down those, and I've been using those, and it's nice. But you know, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about Raycon. They've been advertising a lot. And I, I know a couple people who have them, and they're like, they're really good. And they, well, they have these fitness ones. Um, and I like the look better than this. I don't know. I just don't like the, the hang down on the, on the AirPods. The little, someone said it makes you look like an insect. I think it was a comedian or something. And I was like, oh, and I don't know. I just don't like it. These ones just kind of fit cleanly. They almost, they honestly just kind of look like a stylish hearing aid in a lot of ways. So, which I guess that's not better than looking like an insect. I, I like to look better, but I wanted to try them out. Well, I got to test them out today on that little walk since I, we couldn't go in the dog park because old um, no neutered hound wanted to ruin our day. And I'm going to put all the blame on it. It's entirely their fault. And, oh, quick side note on that. And then there was one lady who was about to leave. And I think she was just, and right as I was re-timing up and I go, and she's right there, and I was, I was like, I was like, it's because that dog's not neutered. I was like, he's fine with all the other dogs. And she was like, oh, I know. And I, she might have been leaving because of that too. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's uh, Hammer Raycons tested them out, and I will say on the initial test drive, wow. First of all, sound quality is actually, you know, everyone, every headphone says we've got incredible sound. No, this was, it was crisp and clear and they have three different sound modes. So I got the fitness ones. They're a little bit more. They're running like 15 or 20% off and it's good um, because they're IPX7. They have this little extra piece at notch that like fits in the top, one of the top ridges in your ear when it sits. I was like, that's a cool design. Um, and they're just way more affordable than like Beats or the Air Pro AirPod Max. You might be like, oh, it's comparable to AirPods, but I can't do my my ears are shaped weird and small, and I can't do the the hard shell buds. I have to do the little soft squishy buds, and so that's another selling point here. And we got the blue ones; they're awesome. So if you are in the market for maybe some wireless buds, and you're like me, where I've tried the thirty five dollar ones, and you know, like Skull Candy has some like fifty dollar ones that are probably pretty good, but I was like, ah, I'm I'm okay spending just a little bit more to add, not exorbitant amount, not. I looked up the AirPods Max because, you know, they have the buds. 250 bucks or like Beats, you know, the sports headphones with the classic wrap around the ear. Also probably that much. And I was not, I was like, hey, see, that's that's too much. At that point, it's it's the Ray-Ban problem. It's like, you know, you buy Ray-Bans and it's like, are they actually $200 better than the competition? No. <laughs> but they're Ray-Bans. So they supposedly, they've, they've built up that, and kind of, you know, it's the brand, it's the brand recognition. You're buying the brand almost as much as you're buying the quality at that point. And that's true, I think, with Apple and Beats. And so I think uh, their, their regular ones start at like 80 or 90 bucks, And I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's a reasonable amount to spend, um, assuming they'll last I me. Mean, they'll be durable and they'll last you. And they, and they have actual good sound quality. So, I mean, it's no Ross treasure find of the JBLs, which is like, that's JBL branding. But the headphones are just, they're, they're good. They're good enough. But I'm tired of bending over and since they're on here and falling off and whatnot. So, anyways, that's your non-sponsor sponsor read. <laughs> Go check out Raycon. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, you know I like to do suggestions. All right. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And spoiler alert. Not too fast, too furious. Check out the spoiler on this Evo. 
spoiler as in tv movie show thing spoiler watched uh prime video has the boys which i i'm, I'm gonna or classify it as kind of a realistic superhero um world where the superheroes so not just the Marvel happy-go-lucky they cause $20 billion worth of damage, everyone's happy, and it's like, you know, the pure, oh, they just go around. You know, it's like actually kind of throws the practical aspect, like we have brand deals, we have PR team, and it's like, so it's kind of that, but it's also, to me, it kind of dabbles in the in the black mirror of like, what if we had superheroes, there were there were people with powers, um, and what would that look like? So... But I, I've watched all of the boys because I'm not a quitter. That's my problem. Find a bad show. If I don't stop by like episode five, and depending on what the show is, I will generally take the stance of I hate leaving a show like opening. Like, oh, I watched season and a half of that. There's a few shows that's happened to, and I'm so far removed now, I don't mind. But either I cut it off at like, okay, I'm not watching. This is my last season. You know, if they make another season, I don't want to watch it type situation. But not going to stop halfway through a season. And by the time where I really hit the point where I was like, I'm kind of over the show. Like it, it was good and then it wasn't. Or at least for me. And so I was like, well, I only got like four episodes left. So I finished it out. And I don't know if they're making more. They left it open enough that they can make some more. We'll see. But they also kind of put good closure on things, which is nice. Because a lot of times superhero movies, as Matt Walsh put it in his episode, um, is just a setup for the next one. And it's just a perpetual set up for the next thing so they so it's a continuing cash grab cycle of like they're not actually worried about building a plot they're worried about setting up the next thing and and so that's kind of one of the annoying tropes about them but uh what was i crud monkeys where was i so anyways i watched it because i'm not a quitter finished it out and ultimately here's how i'll break it down so if you haven't seen the boys I'll tell you this, it is gruesome and violent, and that's why it's kind of like Game of Thrones, Black Mirror, uh, because personally, it kind of hit on a note that I'm bothered with nowadays, where people, I think people go overboard with shows, like, there were way too many, like, sex scenes, there were, I've talked about this before, you know, in the 70s and 80s in a lot of movies, it's like, they're, they, it's like, they start kissing and they fall into a bed with their clothes on, and screen to black and go to next morning. We can all put two and two together. Okay. But now it's like they feel the need to show the scene. I'm sure there's some artsy fartsy reason for it. Um, for dramatic effect or some bull. Well, I really think it's just because the sex sells, right? It hits on that natural primal like, ooh, look at this, right? There's that lustfulness in us. I don't like it. So I'll, I'll just say that about this show. I think it was uh, too sexual for my taste. Um, and, and honestly, a little too gruesome. That's another thing. Like I get, but that, that, I think the gruesome part of it was probably, I can find more justification in that with the, it's kind of the black mirror of like the superhero, like these people are so strong. They can crush your head. Um, they can crush your head without trying. They can, you know, rip your face off and sorry to use these, but this, this kind of stuff or you know, you know tear limb and it's like oh my gosh so once again though it's one of those where i do think there is a line where it's like look you can imply some of this without having to show every single thing but we kind of are attracted to the horrific and i think in some ways though it desensitizes us to to the sort of things and can be a problem so anyways but all in all i think the plot line is pretty good um i think first season is solid 
And uh, it's Aomir is the the lead actor, one of the lead actors from Lord of the Rings. You don't know who I'm talking about. Um, it's Aomir. So you know who I'm talking about. We've all seen Lord of the Rings a hundred billion times. And so that's great. That's awesome, right? He, and he does a really good job. I really do like that actor. And, you know, it, it kind of works. And it kind of hits on, like, what I think some of the problems would be where they're about branding and hitting these demos and doing this thing. And it's all, and it'd be, you know, because you have the big corporation that's the superhero corporation. And I'm like, okay, I'm with it. But then, and I think, I think around 2018, 19, I think this is just a, a shift that you'll, if you've watched any show that started before then, say in 2015 or 16, and then and is still going, or at least made it to say 2020, I would, I would bet, be willing to bet that you would see a fundamental shift and albeit sometimes subtle, sometimes not. And in the boys, it is not, and it's annoying. Um, but unfortunately the boys fell victim to the classic leftist, we'll call it Hollywood, even though it's prime video, it's the same. Um, you know, Hollywood, oh, what am I saying? Like political uh, ignorance, I guess. Like like they, they try and insert it and be like, yeah, we're going to send this message. And it's just like hokey and tacky and also off base. Like you just, you don't, you're out of touch. And really that's not how it is in reality. That's just the parroting, the narrative that the, you know, the mainstream media wants to, wants to propagate and it's just like okay it's it's bad politics it's it's hacky it's annoying right but i would bet that there's and i've seen it in some other shows i've watched that you start where they just insert these random instances and it's or these things and it's like oh you are now here to send this political message you know about gay pride or about women empowerment like like captain marvel had a lot of that and i was like this is it was too clear and it ruined the movie. Like, how about you make a good movie? You can tie in some of that creatively and actually put in some effort instead of just hard injecting it. Hard injecting it into, <laughs> like, blatantly with some lines and be like, oh, you're just trying to, you're just, you're just trying to send this message and, and, you know, shift our thinking a little bit. And... But I think a lot of shows have done that. And I think because culturally that's what, that's what there was a shift where it's like, yeah, that's what we want to see, you know? So, um, I mean, I can name some of the tropes off to, Oh, you know, the whole, um, you know, scenes about, uh, racism in America and, um, some black guy being getting beat up by the cops. And it's like, and, and honestly, all the portrayals that I've seen of like cop malfeasance and shows that they're trying to, you know, get, put out that message and propagate that message that I've talked about. We've talked about enough on here, so we're not going to get into detail, but the, the police brutality and it disproportionately affects, you know, black um, and brown Americans. And that's a, there's, there's a lot of variables and nuance to that. And not to doubt that, that there has been that instance, especially in the past where wrongfully done. So, but it's hokey the way it's done. Like it literally looks like, every time I've seen it in a show, I'm like, this is a, this is randomly injected into the storyline. There was no real lead up to this or anything. They just like, there was one show. They just made this little like tangent side story in, in you know, 10 minutes of an episode. And then they kind of came back to it and, and, and drug it out in little like snippets and cameos in later episodes. And I was like dragging out the storyline. I was like, first of all, this doesn't even fit. Second of all, 
the way they portray it that I have a problem with is it's not actually very realistic or representative of what actually happens. It's just, it's kind of the clickbaity headlines that you see and hear when something does happen. And then when we invest and then when you investigate and you're like, well, it's actually more complicated than that. It's not that straightforward of white cop sees black guy and decides to be super racist about it. But that's how they portray it. I'm like, okay, this isn't 1950. Right. They portray it like it's 1950. And I'm like, this it's just out of touch. and It's annoying. And I'm like, just make a good show. Let's be more worried about that. And you can you can put in your messages and build them creatively. But we don't need to just be so annoyingly blatant and wrong, too. Well, that's what happened with the boys. So remember, if you if you I really haven't spoiled anything, but definitely spoiler, 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 spoiler. They season two fundamental shift. And they, and maybe they had it planned, but also sometimes I start thinking, I'm like, it, they just decided to write this in right now. Like there was no real build up to it and no real concern with it. But so season two, you get into it and you're like, okay, so what's the, you know, obviously there was the, what's the arc for season two? Well, then it takes a weird turn because what they have is they have someone, I think the point they really hit on. Was, well, let me say this. Something that I that I have seen more recently is there are too many freaking Nazis and neo-Nazis in shows as bad guys. Like, that is not happening in real life. And um, we've had enough hyperbole around calling people Nazis and labeling people Nazis and things like that and talking about white supremacy that I don't need that injected into my show. I just want to watch a stinking show. Just make a good bad guy. And it's the easiest low-hanging fruit to be like, Nazi. Um, and there's certain instances like Captain America makes sense. It fits. It, it, it's, it's, it goes with time period that it takes place in and started. And like you have, and they even, they even take it to, they do their own thing where they do Hydra, which is their, you know, it's an offshoot of Nazi. And I'm like, cool, fine with that. But... But this, especially in the boys, it was like, really? This is what we're doing? This is the big bad boogeyman? Because, I'm sorry, but it's not. Like, there's not. And, and that's maybe where it's an opinion thing. But it's like, there's not an epidemic of white supremacists going out and, like, trying to take over the world this way. and Or actually being successful. I, I honestly think they give them way too much credit when they portray them in these shows. I'm like, oh, you think they're that good? Because that's what happened here. So... You have new hero come on and oh, where's she from? She's from Portland. She's got the little cool, like partially shaved head, long hair thing. And she's outspoken and buck the system and like, you know, doing her Instagram live, kind of a populist movement, kind of left wing populist movement from Portland. She's a lefty. So it all makes sense. But really what you see is really, and what a lot of these people are after is like, I want to drum up a crowd, get a following to really just to get power. What they are, that's really all they care about. And, um, and, and it's kind of a, just a lot of fake virtue signaling. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Well, then in the middle of season two, there is a fundamental, like I said, a fundamental hard shift where she goes from that. So, and, and I guess it's maybe an affront, um, technically in the show, which sure, why not to becoming the nationalist? Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way because I think having national pride and being like nationalist is a very broad term. 
personally. That's what I think. And yeah, I love my nation. Cool. And then we can go on to talk about that, right? Um, unfortunately, it is true that a lot of times, like, neo-Nazis and stuff are very heavy nationalists, but it's skewed. They only care about the white people in the country. And the problem is America is very, very diverse. And so it's, they're a little bit of a walking contradiction. And so it's like, yeah, you're a nationalist. It's like, actually you're not though, because America stands for a melting pot and you don't, but you're trying to use that. But, but it's always so blatantly clear and they're upfront about it. You know, their swastikas on their forehead, but also their rhetoric. You listen to them five seconds. You're like, yeah. And they don't really try and hide it that well. They're not good at hiding it. Right. So that's a one plot hole here. But the, the fundamental shift, I saw what they're doing initially. I was like, okay, cool, this kind of makes sense, and like bring in that personality because that was the SJW and and, the, and and people being populist and like that and caring about you know you know coming into the big corporation and making a mess of things in a lot of ways or at least being outspoken. I was like, yeah, that's that's on topic. Well, then it turns out she's actually over a hundred years old and she was the first superhero, part of Nazi experiments, married this Nazi guy who started Vought ultimately, which is the name of the company, who really was his plan to make all white people superheroes to help eradicate um, all non-white races. And that is ultimately what she's doing. And so, and they're building it on the back of a patriotic nationalist movement, her and the the big nationalist guy. And you know, she's keeping this all under wraps and she's doing this. And so it's, uh, I can't remember the exact term, but it's, you know, it's subversive white supremacy. And I was like, as soon as, as soon as like this, I saw this unfold, I go, first of all, I'm, once you're attuned to this sort of stuff, you can't unsee it. And so it, it actually kind of hurts me in show watching. And if, and if I just ruin some shows for you or you become aware of it now, I'm sorry, but you actually thank me because then you're not going to fall victim to drinking the Kool-Aid when you can see something and point it out and be like, no, that's wrong. Then guess what? You're kind of thinking on your own and it's good. And I, and I, and that is something I believe that, you know, there is, there are messages and messaging and, 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 and there was a lot of cultural messaging that I honestly didn't disagree with. Um, a lot of classic tropes, especially around Christianity and stuff that just, at this point, I'm numb to them. I'm like, oh, here we go again, right? And it just proves, you know, you're ignorant to something when it's like, oh, how ignorant they are to a lot of these topics, but they think they know, and it's just like a stupid cliche, um, which sometimes is like, okay, that is kind of true. That is um, what can it, what it can be a lot of times in the mainstream, but a lot of times, too, you're like, that's not really. That's that's a, it's a little bit misrepresented, and it's a little bit annoying, and they're not going to get everything right. That's fine, but... Anyways, it's a subversive white supremacy, and I just go, oh, I have this moment of, oh, this is what, this is what the, the corporate left-wing media, you know, has been pushing since, since the Trump stuff, the anti-Trump stuff, is that it's white supremacy at work, and the biggest threat to our democracy is white supremacy, and I just look around and go, Where? show me and they're well it's actually subversive and it's behind the scenes they put on a front and a veil you know to to get people fired up and make it about patriotism and then like to add it they they added the trope so now there were super villains being created in foreign countries and so they're like we it was funny (laughs) because it was so blatant they're at this rally this pro-america rally and like okay cool which i'm fine with you need to be pro your country and care about your country and your countrymen first and then care about everyone else. And I'm not saying care about them and then hate everyone else. I'm saying there's just an order of operations, right? Like I follow God first and then I care about my family and then that extends up to my friends and colleagues and so on and so forth, right? 
Um, and I, and I try and put myself down below somewhere in the mix down below. Right. But others first, and they're just having this rally. And it's like, um, when they say, you know, there's, there could be super villains coming across our border. That's why we have to secure our border. And it's like, yeah. And I was like, I see what they're doing. It became the biggest, like really what it was, was a caricature of the media's narrative of what Trump was and Trumpism fake word um was and is in the show and that's what the bad guys became and who became the big bad villain i was just sitting there going oh this is just anti-trump rhetoric just painted slightly different lives like that's the message that they're sending here and i was like this is annoying this is what's become the boogeyman but really all in all what what, what bothered me the most was that it was all um, founded by a nazi and it was actually secretly you know a nazi plan to uh, to and, and white supremacists and i was like really really that boogeyman don't we hear about that enough do we need to have every show where ultimately the bad guy ends up being oh he was actually a nazi and there's a secret information that he worked with the nazis in germany and world war ii and it's just like i'm are is anyone else tired of this i'm so tired like they could have just gone the super villain route and made the Superman character Homeland just made him get more, which they did, but in a different sense, they could have done it where he got just corrupted and became evil. And like, it's the, it's like the, the game injustice where you have evil Superman or the alternate reality and like done that done literally so many things. And they had to go that route. And I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Finish out the episodes. I was like, whatever. There was, it was still kind of good, but in a lot of ways I was like, this is kind of, I was like, this is stupid. You've, you've ruined a perfectly, well, you've ruined a good show, an okay show, really. Because even besides that, I'm like, like I said before, too many sex scenes, a little too gruesome. Um, and I don't know. I just, on some level, I'm like, I just feel, I, I felt almost bad watching it in some ways. But the concept overall was good, was really good. Until it was the hard shift to, it's the Nazis and the white supremacists. And they're trying to supplot um, and take over the world. Where have I heard this before? It's like, we got enough World War II movies and there's enough Nazi comparisons made every day and debates and whatnot and people calling Trump and people on the right Nazis. And I was just like, can we stop? Can we stop? Because, well, I'll say this, as a conservative, in a lot of ways, it's, I know, I'm not going to say it, like, it felt like they were attacking me. But it's like, conservatism gets attacked that way enough where it's like, Oh, it's, you put two and two together. And, and honestly, they paired the talking, a lot of sort of conservative talking points, but they misrepresent them. And then they had this weird outlier scene of some kid who got radicalized by the memes on Facebook and YouTube day in and day out. And then, be, and then he became scared of the store clerk that he sees every day at the gas station and eventually shot him unprompted, brought in a gun, pointed the gun at him, said, are you a supervillain? One of them. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then shoots him in the head. And what is that supposed to represent? Oh yeah. It's like the New York times article where it's like radicalization by YouTube. Except the problem is YouTube does a really good job of censoring the right. And it's just so mixed up and politically ignorant that I'm just, it's, I'm tired of it. Can we not just make a good show? I'm fine with you being in, with entertaining me, but I don't need you to try and, convince me and make your political argument here. I'm just wanting to watch a good show. So 
Anyways, there's your spoilers. My review of The Boys, I think the concept was great. Um, I would have maybe done the show a little bit less explicit. I would have changed a few things, obviously. I think all in all, they could have had, most of the content was fine. That hard shift to the white supremacy bull crap was just annoying, honestly. Um, if you've seen The Boys, you can tell me your thoughts on it. Um, if you notice those same things where it was like, where it was, it was almost like, okay, first season was good writing, good story. And the second season you go in, you're like, all right, you're, you're not sure it's going to be as good, you know, cause what are they going to come up with? And they kind of come up with a storyline cause it's not over. And then, but then there's this hard shift and it just felt like the, the writing got lazy. It really did. It was, it was the easiest cop out. And so that's for me. But if you've seen the boys, let me know your thoughts. Are you going to, and if you haven't seen the boys and you listen to this, and you got the spoilers. Are you going to watch it now? Uh, at least now, you know, kind of what you're in for I would say if you are going to at least watch season one, be prepared. It's extremely gruesome. I, it's, but in some ways I think that is necessary to an extent. I think they overdo it, but because it's kind of the black mirror of superheroes in some ways, uh, on another note though, I do feel kind of how space movies and shows got extremely popular in the mid teens. Um, and you had interstellar and gravity and all that stuff. And it was really good. And the Martian, and I liked all those shows. Uh, now I do, I'm a little concerned. I do feel like there are, there's an influx of like almost cynical shows is what I'm going to call them where it's kind of just the dark dramatic ones. It's a dark side and it's like corporations are evil. It's kind of doom and gloom. And it's kind of, it's kind of like when the apocalypse movies got popular way back in the, Um, like 2008 or nine for a few years and everything was an apocalypse movie and that's fine. And that's a certain tone, but in some ways, sometimes I find myself, I'm like, can I not have this dark show? Like I need something bright here. I, I don't know. I want something a little bit more lighthearted. Like it can have its drama and tragedy, but it doesn't need to be Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events, you know? Cause that's a certain brand, but you definitely need to, you don't want to over, you can overdose on that stuff in my opinion and put you in a weird mental place. And that's where I find myself sometimes. So yeah, but anyways, when you, we're in Denver folks, uh, head Hanyaks in Denver. Um, hopefully going to expand the Hanyak horde, continue to expand. Welcome to 2022. Excited for what the Rambling Viking holds. Please let me know any of all thoughts. Don't forget if you want to be on that weekly newsletter, I'm going to send out. And especially on these first couple, because the first one's a doozy. I'm providing all the context for the last four months for those who aren't up to speed, kind of figure out how we got here. And then I'm going to talk about the big move, which is some a fun story. And um, on actually moving up here a little over a week ago. And um, so remember to send me your email if you want to be in on that, but also thoughts on anything and everything, what you think of. Don't forget, maybe check out Raycons if you're looking in the market for some wireless buds. Um... I, at least on initial test drive, I've heard nothing but good things. And then I first use was really lived up to the hype. So I'm expecting them to do so. I'm going to be wearing them at the gym so I can really let you know um, as time goes on. Also, uh, if you've seen the boys, what do you think of the boys? But that does it for this episode on the Rambling Viking podcast. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. I'm excited. Um, don't forget to like this freaking, there's no like button. Don't forget to share this. Leave please leave a review. If you do enjoy the show, go ahead and leave a review. I think you can leave reviews on Spotify now. So be on the lookout. Um, be on the lookout. God, my brain's all over the place right now. This outro, this outro is fresh. I'm working off some of the rust of my outro skills here with my Norwegian goodbyes. But yeah, um, we're going to be in Denver. So hopefully more fun stories to come. 
about what a real winter is like and hitting the slopes as well. So a lot of exciting, fun stuff, a little bit different um, of a life. Learning, you're going to get a lot better with the toaster oven and the Instant Pot. going to be exciting. So, uh, yeah, and also timing, just remember, I'm one hour behind. So if you're like, oh, that's weird, he normally does it at this time. Well, it's because mountain time zone. Still getting used to that. It's honestly not as big a deal as I'm making it out to be, but I'm having fun with it. So, all right, that does it. That's enough. This was a doozy of a catch-up episode <laughs> over the last the last three weeks, which I only really talked about the last four days. So that's fun. But thank you so much for listening. We will see you right here next time. Hopefully this made up for the lost doses of weird. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off. <laughs>